You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week 14 episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always this week, is my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? I am pretty damn good. Thank you, yourself? Yeah, very good. Finally, the LFL action is back. No more bye weeks. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. We've got some footage to watch. We've got some games to prepare for. Oh, exciting times. Join us after this short break for our recap of this week's game between Dallas and Omaha. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. We come on now to our game review. For Dallas, this was a must-win game against Omaha Heart. For Omaha, it was a chance to prove something without the coaches. Marcus, what did you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the biggest actual things you got to take into this. Omaha didn't have any coaches on the sideline. They Literally, the players banded together and sort of coached themselves this week. And I think that's a, a great testament because, let's face it, we were only talking last week about how great the Dallas coaching staff is and how they've made an impact on their season. And you know what? This was just... Just literally uh, a case of being out coached, having the ability and the talent around being coached properly. And you see it just it pays dividends. Absolutely. And Dallas is such a, a great team and with the coaches they've got there. And it was always going to be a difficult game for Omaha. But how would you say they played and, and what can they take from it? The idea was to be competitive. And of course, they, they started off in, in the first half. It was definitely, um, you know, they came out firing. They got some points. They got some points, people. So for me, OK, you look at the, the deficit halftime, 53-12. It, it doesn't look pretty already you know I mean for most people that's a, a game ending score you know oh they got thumped but that was half time but you've got to think about where Omaha are this transition the game really you've got to turn it flip it on its head look at the Dallas side of things you know what message it sent out to the league saying we're coming to playoffs okay they're only playing Omaha but we're coming into the playoffs and we're coming in hot and aggressive and watch out yeah, and there was a couple of touchdowns from one of the players we've had on the show a couple of times this year, and that is young Courtney White. She had a, a reception touchdown and also a coast-to-coast kickoff return, and I think that's the first time I've ever seen that in the LFL in the years I've been watching it. I'm sure there probably has been some, but that's the only one I can remember. Going back to Omaha quickly, you know, they brought in Alex Drake, and they, you know what, they actually they, they made an effort of not, like, lying down and just basically giving up on the season and making a stand of sort of, you know, we're going to finish strong and competitive. It was a home game as well, and those Omaha fans, you know, they're some of the best fans out there and they deserved to have a right Royal Rumble season ender. And thinking of Omaha, joining us on the show now to help with our game review is safety for the Omaha heart, Lauren Fogel. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, as this is your first time on the show, please can I ask you to advise our listeners a little about your background and how you came to be involved with the LFL? I grew up speed skating, playing hockey, and then uh, high school, cheerleading, and swimming. And I would have played lacrosse, but my grades weren't quite up enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. And I was seeing a former Bronco in Denver, and he that that's when Denver had a team, and he told me about the Lingerie Football League. And I have never really been into football, but of course, like I could not pass up a chance to be half naked and play a physical contact sport. And coincidentally, the 
very next year is when the was the first year of the sin. Speaking about the sin there, you know, how did the move to then Omaha come about? Sin was around for about four seasons. Um, I played all of them except for the very first season. And then uh, upon hearing there was going to be not be a sin this year, um, I started looking for other teams. I went to Dallas, but they needed girls that live there. I guess they didn't realize I, I would have been overly dedicated and been there every single weekend. <laughs> and then so I went to L.A., but L.A. was just stacked with so many amazing veterans. So, you know, Omaha was still there and I was just so determined to play. That was, that was it. What was it like playing under Coach Doremus in Omaha and his staff? Because it seems that the attitude of the team completely changed after his unfortunate departure. Actually, the attitude changed after Atlanta game. Uh, everything was going really smooth and the win over New England had everybody like probably a little too pumped up and then coaches, you know, blowing up egos. It happens. They weren't looking at it realistically. And once we got blown out by Atlanta, everything just fell apart from there, actually. Yikes. However, we come into the game this weekend and now completely putting the, the score aside. What was it like for you? And how do you feel the game went? Personally, it was my favorite game. You know, things things happen in life. Things went down previous games. So personally, in my head, that was the only game that felt like game day, which is really sad because there was so many other missed opportunities. And that was my first time playing offense as well. I got thrown in at tight end and I was really excited to play a new position. I was a little intimidated, but I, I gave it my all. I just want to come back actually to what you mentioned about the Atlanta game. You say that was when the attitude of the team changed. Can you elaborate on that a little for us, please? I guess it was just everyone was too overconfident and there's a lot of egos going on. I don't really mean that in a negative way. Like, yes, the the win over New England had everybody really excited. And so when reality hit, I guess crushed certain people too much and it just fell apart. Now, changing sports slightly, I've seen through the power of the wonderful social media that you're also involved in another lingerie sport and that being the lingerie fighting championships is that true and and how did that come about uh yes it is being in vegas i'm an entertainer of all sorts i actually would be a wwe diva but life on the road is not for me that is too difficult so when this league came around we only have a few events in a year so that appealed to me much more apparently i just like being in lingerie Not exactly a bad thing, but um, scooting back your abilities on the field, and it it did help Omaha to at least be um, competitive in this last game. But to be competitive in general, what what does Omaha have have to do in in this offseason to really compete on the field next season? You know, there is a disadvantages because Omaha is such a smaller city. So the amount of girls that come out is a lot less. So uh, that's a little bit factor. Um, coaching, because there is a lot of talent on there and coaching is key and everyone has their head on right and dedicated through thick and thin. You can't just be there during the good times and things are good and you win. As soon as you lose, you can't just up and quit. That's a, a completely fair assessment. you got to stick it out regardless of what happens because a lot of the time, you find that you learn a lot more from your losses than you do from the victories. Oh, absolutely. Anybody can be happy winning, but when you lose, well, of course, you're not going to be happy, but you learn much more from when you lose and what you have to work on and what you need to do to make yourself better. So many people in life would like to, when having a challenge, would like to take the easier route because, of course, winning is fun, but when you lose, that's when you really know what you have to work on and strive to be better from there. Now, before we get on to our quick fire questions, I do just 
just want to come back to something else, but I couldn't help but hearing you mention there about possibly becoming a, a WWE diva. I mean, did you sort of start going to some of the <laughs> training camps for that or, or what sort of happened there? When I was 16, ooh, that was many years ago, there was a local school here in Vegas and I started training. So I knew I always wanted to do it. Like I had an older brother, so I've always been slapped in wrestling moves. But um, a few years ago, I happened to know some of the, the superstars and I was offered and I really looked at it and I, I know so many people who are on tour and on ro- on the road all the time and I, I can't handle that. I need to be home most of the time. <laughs> That's completely fair enough. Well, like I said, that is then the main part of the interview over, but we're going to finish with some fun quickfire questions, if that's okay. Awesome. Hopefully my my wittiness is turned on. I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Nice, easy one to start. Cats or dogs? Cats. Actually, my cat was just meowing here in the background a couple minutes ago. Now, which teammate is the biggest party animal? I really didn't get to party with them that much, so I can't say. I don't know. Wow, there's an opportunity, clearly, that you're going to have to have some end-of-season big bash by the sounds of it. Uh, Yes, we did go out, you know, at our sponsor at the Den, and they were all pretty animaled up. Um, I'm, I might be one of the only ones that do not drink at all. And it was just really fun to let everybody else let loose and have fun. That means that you're the one that comes away with all the good stories and reminds people what they did the night before, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love being in that place myself too. It's fun actually remembering what happened. Yeah, 100%. And being able to remember. Yeah. Now, where is your favorite place to go on holiday? I like anywhere with a beach. Yeah, beach. And good friends, because it's, it's not really where I'm at, it's who I'm with. Oh, very good answer. I like that one. Now, no cheesiness. Cheesy, cheesy's fine. We're, we're British. Yes. Love cheesiness. It's fine. <laughs> who is your favorite NFL player? Was it Jonathan Shockey or Jeremy Shockey? <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Jeremy Shockey, the tight end for New York. Yes. Okay. Yes. Is he even still playing? I don't follow it that closely. I think Marcus can help me out here. Sexy. (laughs) I'm sure he appreciates that. Uh, Now, what advice would you offer any young female athlete wanting to get into American football? Never give up. Keep trying. Keep figuring out what you have to do to make yourself better. Stay focused and just don't pay attention to anybody who says anything negative. I know it's difficult because there's so much negativity, but just keep focused and know that you will do it if that's what you really want to do. Nice. Now, last one to finish off. Will we see you kitting up in the LFL somewhere next season? Absolutely. Hopefully Vegas comes back. I heard Arizona's there. Probably won't be able to go back to Omaha. It was very expensive to fly back and forth every single weekend. <laughs> but um, I I love that I made that decision. It was great. But yes, I will be somewhere. That's good news. I'm sure all your fans will be more than happy to hear that. Sadly, that's yes. actually the end of the interview. But before we let you go, um, we would like to give you the chance for a shout out. So it can be to thank fans, friends, family or even if you want to you know talk smack about some of the teams that maybe let you go or you couldn't join um, the mic is all yours I want to thank all my coaches and I've had so many different coaching staff and practice under different teams thank you all thanks for my fans I finally gave in and had a fan page and um, I have quite a following now I just want to thank all of you and my teammates the Omaha heart for bringing me in I was closer to that team than 
actually any year of the sin. Of course, I still love most of you that were on the sin. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much and LFL for giving me the opportunity to really push myself. People ask why I love LFL. It's the only thing in life that pushes me mentally, physically, and emotionally. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today, Lauren. It has been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Football is a man's game because women hit like girls. They run like girls. And they never play with passion. This game will never mean as much to women as it does to men. The game has never been played by women until now. This weekend sees an amazing matchup, one that, you know, really we've been anticipating all year, and that is Chicago versus Atlanta. Adri, what's your take on this matchup? Well, we already know there is a big storyline, as if Chicago-Atlanta wasn't big enough, and Yekka and Wani is going to be playing for Atlanta. I can guarantee there'll be one coach that wouldn't be too happy about that. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great acquisition, really, because um, it's something I, f- I feel that Atlanta have missed, really. I mean, you saw in the last game against LA that they didn't get enough pressure or contain uh, Jane Caldwell. So the fact is, Nekunawani is a great pass rusher coming in from the middle linebacker spot. And I think that's really going to solidify an attacking, aggressive defense that Coach Robinson's going to want to run. However, like you say, on the flip side, Chicago is going to have a thing or two to say about that. Yeah, and I just want to come back to Atlanta quickly and say that I think they need to stay focused. That's the big thing for me. I think one of the big reasons why they've not beaten any of the big sides is that ability to remain mentally in the game for the 40 minutes. Oh, Oh, absolutely. It just, it seems because, I mean, being a bit of an Atlanta fan myself, it's infuriating to watch how quickly you see, you know, Atlanta always seems to delve into a little bit of... you know, the shoving and the pushing a little bit quicker than some of the other teams. However, you're right. They need to stay focused. They need to not let the hype, uh, especially like the thrashing at last year's championship uh, at the conference playoffs, get to them and think about revenge or something like that. Just go in there and, you know, this is just a game. You're going in there, you're just looking for a win, okay? And you're just going to work on your game plan, react to what um, Chicago offers you and not lose sight of the fact that, you know, you've got to be there and, you know, for the entire first down to the last down, okay, you're in it to win it. To help us look at this critical Eastern Conference matchup from a Chicago point of view we have on the show all-star defensive end for Chicago Bliss Yashi Rice. Welcome to the show Yashi. Hello thank you so much for having me. It's it's our pleasure. Now, it's your first time on our show, and we were wondering if you could tell the listeners a little bit about your sporting background and and how that brought you to be involved with the LFL. Okay, well, uh, 2010 was actually my first year in the LFL, and um, I actually found out about the LFL through a um, young lady who actually used to play in the LFL in 2009. She told me about the league. I came out and I tried out, but my sport career started with track and field. I had a track scholarship in college. I've played, you know, basketball my entire life. I grew up watching football because my brother played in the NFL. So my entire life, I've, I've always been around sports. And, and like I said, watching my brother play in the NFL my entire life. So when I heard about the LFL and I actually saw a game and saw what it was about, I had to be a part of it. And six years later... <laughs> Here I am. Now, you're a leader of that Chicago defense, and you mentioned they're a veteran in the locker room of of six years. How have you seen the team develop in your time with the Bliss? You know, 
it's been a great thing to watch. My first year being a rookie in this league, you really never know what to truly, really expect. A lot of girls come in. You know, we I know we came in pretty green because the league had only been around for one year. Now, as the years, you know, progress, girls are able to see, you know, what it takes to be an LFL athlete. So coming back every single year, year after year, the talent just gets better and better. And we've, we've been blessed up until this point to pretty much have a team that pretty much stood together for all these years. This is a new year for us because we have a lot of new girls. Um, the majority of our team are rookies. But in the past, we've had just a few rookies here and there come in, but we've been just a team that's, that's always been together. So um, the biggest differences that I've seen has not necessarily been on the team. It's been with the LFL in general. I mean, from where I came in and it started to where it is today, it, it really, really is mind-blowing. And it, it has been very, very exciting to watch and to be a part of. Being on the Chicago team, you guys have dominated the Eastern Conference for the last few years. How do you stay competitive mm-hmm. with the strength of schedule that you faced? Well, I think I would accredit my um, my coach, Coach Hack, to that. He does a great job with recruiting girls who are very dedicated to the sport, dedicated to um, being a part of the team, and just making sure that you know we all stick together. And I think that that for us has been the main thing that really has brought us the most success. We know every single year that even though you could be a vet who's played for four years, five years, or one year, nobody's position is forever. Anybody can be replaced, and so because of that, we always want to work hard and we all feel accountable towards each other so we never take anybody or anything for granted and chicago haven't played for about a month now how has the team stayed Mm -hmm. focused for this game well we have definitely i think this is the best thing about our team is that we have had this time off and going into this game on saturday and even the playoffs i feel like we are more prepared because we've had more time to kind of work together like i said this year we are basically a brand new team a few vets have come back but for the most part I feel like this is the most rookie that we've ever had on a team and so because we've had this month off and we have had those team those games uh, that were back to back and the rookies were able to play a lot in those games so I think it was a benefit for us because we are able to you know get more practice in the rookies are a lot more prepared to finish off the season a lot stronger and speaking of uh, finishing strong you guys are undefeated against Atlanta I mean how would you mm-hmm. rate a team how do you view them and prepare to take on a team that has never beaten you again we just don't take any team for granted we understand that even though we have beat them and they've, they've never ever beat us they are still a good team and we know that we can't let um we can't let the ball drop on this team because even though we have beaten them it's not a huge march it's not like we're playing against the omaha we beat them over and over again this is a team where we know that they are stacked with a lot of talent and we know that if we you know um it's kind of one of those things where we're very confident we know that we can beat them but at the same time, we're not going to take our talents or anything for granted because we know that, you know, they can easily come up and start scoring some points. So we have to be on our P's and Q's. And that's kind of the, the crazy part about playing a team like Atlanta over and over and over again, because they keep us on our toes for sure. And thinking of Atlanta still, they've been able to recruit one of your former teammates, it seems, in Inyeka and Wani. What are your thoughts in playing mm-hmm. against her? 
excited. I am definitely excited. It's no secret that um, she was, in my opinion, I don't mind saying that she was a cancer to our team last year. And so just not having that person on our team this year, I think it was, it's a great thing. And they can have her. She can be a cancer on their team. I mean, her playing for the Bliss, as long as she's played for the Bliss, we know what she can do. I just hope that she plays on offense so that I can play against her. Now, there is one other thing we do need to address, and that is your recent retirement announcement. What has brought you to that decision? And is it set in stone? You know, um, it's funny that you, you asked that because um, I'm just going to tell you guys a really short story. So growing up, my idol, one of my childhood idols was a, a, a track star, this this particular track star. I don't, I don't think I need to say her name. But today, about 30 minutes ago, she actually messaged me on Instagram and she told me, um, you know, to keep inspiring girls and to, um, you know, hopefully she can even bring her girls out to one of my games. And so I was thinking to myself, like, dang it, I know she won't be able to ever come to my game because I'm retiring this year. That kind of made me second guess a little bit. But yeah, I think I'm ready to retire. Um, I've been playing since 2010. Like I said, I'm not leaving because I don't feel like I'm good enough anymore. I just think for me that it is it's a good time for me. Because like I said, you know, last year coming off of the show pretty strong. And you know, I've been putting my all into football for the last six or so years. And um, when I came into football, I was actually singing professionally. And when things kind of fell through with the label that I was a part of at the time, that football, I would say football more or less found me. I went back to what I know best in that sport. But now it's time for me to really go back and to do what I feel like is my life's purpose and that is to do music. And I love football and I love the opportunities that I have gotten out of playing. I've traveled the world. I've created relationships that I never think thought I would even have. I've, I mean, so many things I can, I can um, credit from, you know, just playing in LFL. I was on a television show. You know, I've been on I've, I've been on Access Hollywood. I mean, I've done so many things, championships, all-star games. I don't want to go out hurt. I, I know that this is also a game where you can't play forever, you know, especially as women. You know, our bodies are very important. And I kind of just want to leave at a time where I, I can leave, you know, with a lot. I don't want to be one of those players that somebody else took my spot because now I'm not good. I, I, I feel like this is a good time for me. And, and most importantly, the music is what I, I really am focused on at this point. So um, I won't be far away. I'll definitely be watching the games and still be around, but I won't be in the uniform anymore after this season. That's completely understandable. Now, I think yeah. we've grilled you enough with the serious stuff. Let's move on to some relaxed, fun, quick-fire questions, if you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Do you have any game day rituals? And if so, what are they? I do have some game day rituals. I drink a really huge Red Bull about 30 minutes before I play, because that really does give me wings. I'm, like, wired on the field. I also put Showtime on my shoes. I have so many rituals. I've always done that. What else do I do? I, um, sometimes I watch some clips of my brother. My brother actually played for the Temple Buccaneers. Um, and he was definitely the leader in his position. And we happened to play the same position. So I definitely watch some game films and things like that that he's done. I listen to music to inspire me, um, things like that. I do have this thing where I beat on the table and it sounds like a heartbeat. I do that to get the locker room riled up. I have to ask, does the Red Bull explain the cape you wore for the Legends Cup final last year? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the cape 
is like I didn't I haven't worn the cape this year. What? I can't tell you why. I just haven't worn it this year. This is like the first year that I didn't like go all out with any type of anything. But my cape, I've worn that for years and the cape is kind of like my alter ego. Um when I'm on the field, I'm incredible Yashi. When I'm on the stage singing, I'm Yashi experience. But when I'm on the field playing football, I am the incredible Yashi. Because I think that is, it's kind of like Beyonce has Sasha Fears and on the football field, I have incredible Yashi because really when you play football, you have to be something that you're completely not. When I'm on the football field, I can be everything that I'm not normally on a regular basis. Like normally I'm a sweet person. I'm, you know, I don't talk trash. I'm, I'm really humble, but on the field, I'm cocky. I'm mean. I play with reckless abandonment. I'll say whatever I need to say to get in your head. Like that's who I am on the field, but I'm totally opposite outside the field. What is your most favorite food? I love potato chips. It's edible. So I would say that um, I love potato chips. That is the one thing. If I can't, I can live without anything except for potato chips. I can eat potato chips for breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, snacks, late night snacks. I can eat potato chips all day. Where is your favorite place in Chicago? My favorite place in Chicago is definitely the lake. I live um, by the lake here. So the lake is kind of somewhere I go to. Sometimes I go early in the morning to just meditate. I can go to the lake to pray. Whenever I get really, really bad news, I go to the lake and just sit there and just think, I love the lake. I love being by the water. That sounds tranquil. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, it's a be- it's really, really, really beautiful. Which teammate would you not lend your car to? I'm going to say Chris Dale, because by the time I get it back, it would be no gas in it because that girl is always doing something. So, yeah, she couldn't get my car. <laughs> and to finish, will Chicago be Legends Cup champions this year? It's fat meat greasy. Absolutely. Chicago, I'm saying it right now. We will be the Legends Cup champions. I cannot wait to get at Atlanta because I actually have some unfinished business with them that I'm going to finish on Saturday, August 6th at 7 p.m. at Toyota Park. Seattle, the same thing. I cannot wait to get in their faces. And we will see whoever we need to see to finish strong on um, in August. So absolutely, we will be winning that Legends Cup. All right, Yashi, relax. The interview is over but we always hand the mic over to our lovely guest for a 10 second shout out you can use this to thank your fans your family or if you want to get your incredible yashi on and doing a little trash talking (laughs) you can the mic is yours (laughs) well i just want to first of all thank all of the fans for the years of support since i've announced my retirement i have gotten so many inboxes and messages from people that i never even knew even would have cared about um, me playing. And I definitely want to thank Mitch Mortaza for giving us a platform where we can live and be free to be whoever we want to be. For me to be able to create a person like Incredible Yashi and actually live that and be that and live out my dream of playing football. And I just want to thank just all the fans for all the support, my family. Um, and I can't wait to see everybody August 6th because we don't get in that if I can say that anus on Saturday. I can't wait to see Atlanta. Watch out. I got something special for them this game. Well, that's all, all that left to do for me now is to say from myself, Adri, and all of our listeners, a big thank you for being on today's show. It's been great. Thank you so much. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. 
in superb condition, leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you? This is Lauren Ziegler with the Atlanta Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other front, they run to the outside. They're fucking getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. We come on now to our prediction. Sadly, both myself and Marcus, I think we got that slightly wrong last week score-wise, didn't we? What was I? 66-0 and you were what? 48-6. And what was it? 87-12 in the end? 83 or 87-12, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, a little off. Just a little. Maybe we can be a little bit closer this week. So, Marcus, why don't you do the honours, my friend? I don't know what to say this week. I feel a bit like a traitor. You know, being a bit realist this week, um, as much as I'd love to see my Atlanta team win, I just don't think they're going to do it. I just don't think they've got the offensive line to keep Dakota upright so she could actually find Siegler downfield to score touchdowns. So, unfortunately, I think you're looking at a score of Chicago 28, Atlanta 21. Hang on. Didn't you give me some serious stick like for going against LA a couple of weeks? ago no i praised you for being so brave about it that's not how the conversation went and you know it my friend come on you are being a a true traitor i'm going to return the favor now i think (laughs) it's absolutely outrageous that you're not picking atlanta and if i was coach robinson i would be sending you a strongly worded message (laughs) we both know he listens to this with i must admit perfect british accent uh yep i would love to get him back on the show so that you can hear his impression of me it is absolutely uncanny my prediction <laughs> luckily I don't have a team involved this week so I can just go with what I think is going to happen although I may get slated for this one as well I've gone with Chicago to win because I've kind of got to stick by what I said earlier in the season with Jacinda Barkley and, and Coach Hack I think Chicago wins this game 35-18 to oh I don't know about that that's that's quite a, a margin for everyone out there who's a neutral you're after a really good game I mean as much as we saw last year's conference game an absolute blowout Chicago like dominating that I think what we really want is to have an absolute corker something to really sort of get us excited for the playoffs yeah we want it to come down to that last play either way don't we but oh, God, yeah. sadly that is it for another week all that remains is for me to thank our guests Lauren Fogel and Yashi Rice also my amazing co-host Marcus Henson. Remember, if you want to stay up to date with all of the news from around the league, then go to lfl360.com. And if you want to check out any of our past shows or player interviews, then go to lfltalk.com. And until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 